This episode of the Red Bull Ramp is by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Ramp. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Gwen Rochesco, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, and Maeve Dartinez. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the Shouldn't Have Rents. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. This episode 387, the old 3-1. Man, Ooh. it's been a long time since we had a 3-1. Yeah, seriously. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll get to the Red Bulls in a second. I think we need to just have a, a quick message of uh, around world events and Clearly, by now, everybody knows what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. Uh, I'm pretty sure I speak for the three of us where we all are on the same page that what Russia is doing is wrong. And we all stand with Ukraine in this situation. And we hope it gets resolved very quickly with the minimal amount of bloodshed required to get there. Hopefully zero. But I know that's not, unfortunately, the case. So Yeah, unfortunately not. But yeah, doesn't look that way now. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so the Red Bull Rant stands with Ukraine. Yeah. We're not going to get too much into the political aspects on the show, but we just wanted to put that message out there. All right, so on to the lighter stuff. Red Bulls uh, opened up their season with not only a victory, but a road victory at that. Uh, 3-1 at San Jose. Um, From what I've seen, San Jose is kind of – already in meltdown mode because their head coach was, <laughs> was yelling at fans or arguing with fans after that game. So we'll take it with a grain of salt, but I think it's a good sign to see their team not only win, but put a game away towards the end. So let's get into this with our likes and dislikes. Uh, Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about this match? Oh, I mean, I think what I dislike mostly is that, you know, San Jose is such a, looks like it to be such a dumpster fire right now that I'm not sure we learned anything about the Red Bulls. Uh, like, I'm really not sure. Um, yes, I think for periods of the game, they looked impressive. Uh, but also for periods of the games, I, I feel like that if they were playing a better team, they would have been punished. Um, so, I, I, you know, I mean, I guess the good thing is we got two designated players. I, I think Fletcher is a designated player. Uh, two two reinforcements coming in uh, sooner uh, than later, and we will see what they do. And if that if this is a building block that you know truly shows that the team is taking a step forward, maybe the doom and gloom uh, predictions uh, won't come true. So, um, but you know that that's ultimately yeah. My big dislike is is three one something to be expected, or is this just an aberration because the team they played is that bad? I guess my, my biggest dislike about the game is just that having a lead and taking your foot off the gas for quite a long time and giving mm-hmm. San Jose so much control of that ball, mm-hmm. um, which is you're just inviting trouble. I know you're putting more guys in defense and, and 
you know, trying to protect the back half of the field. But that it drives me crazy when you just totally just let up because then you just give them control. You, you're just you're just asking for chances to come your way. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking you have to press them, you know, with a one goal lead all the way in front of their goalkeeper. But I mean, good grief, at least try to keep them on their side of the field somewhat. Mm-hmm. And they just what would you say? Maybe like 10, 15 minutes they weren't. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that drives me nuts. At least our back line seemed to be okay. Right, you got Aaron Long coming back off of that long injury and seemed to be holding up pretty well. The Nealis brothers, I I believe one of them had a pro- who's I can't remember who was that kind of led to the goal, but the Nealis brothers did generally okay together. Um and uh, Morgan Lewis had some good attacking moments. Are these dislikes? Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I don't know why I went to that. <laughs> I disliked I all this positivity. played well. <laughs> the Neilis brothers made fun of me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to fail. All right, I'll get back to that in a second. But anyway, I just like, and, and when and either Truman or I had to talk about this, it's going to be me. It's the shitty San Jose feed that we got on, on uh, ESPN Plus. I'm I know glad you brought it up. Yeah, and I mean, we always talk about wanting the ability to choose your own feed, and this was definitely one of those times I wish we had it. If I don't remember if it was the like last year, or the year before, or, or three years ago, when MSG lost a feed for a good like 20 minutes in the middle of a game because. They did not send anybody out to like Colorado or something like that. And they were literally not talking about the game because they couldn't even do play by play. There was a a three minutes there where the San Jose feed pulled an MSG and went dark, but at least we had play by play. And before that, the video feed was going in and out in terms of quality. Like it was shitty video, sharp video, shitty video, sharp video. And then from what I can hear from true was it was stuttering on his end. So I, ESPN plus has been solid ever since they brought it in technology wise. Right. So I don't think it's on them. I think it's on San Jose for their shitty feed. My dislike is the fact that I still can't select my, which one I want, which I can do for the NHL. NHL yeah. has that this year with ESPN Plus. There's no reason MLS can't. So the really, the really weird thing about the bad feed was that uh, if the if the if it zoomed in on a close-up view of a uh, player, crystal clear. Then it zoomed back out to like the regular, like the gameplay looked like shit. But the NBC Sports logo in the corner was crystal clear. So I'm looking, I'm like, all right, well, this is obviously not an ESPN thing. This is clearly the San Jose broadcast. Like, there's something wrong. And then it goes down for, like, a couple minutes. It was so annoying. Uh, thankfully, the second half seemed to recover. The second half was fine. Um, but, God, that's – I don't want to watch blurry players. I, I no, God, it's make my eyes hurt. I don't know about you, but for me, for some reason, after the feed came back in the first half, it was, like, perfect the rest of the way through. Yeah. Yeah, for so, the most part, it was. But, God, annoying. It, it, so it was clearly a t- uh, issue on the NBC Sports San Francisco end or whatever the the station I guess Bay Area, but that their end clearly that's where the problem was. 
but it's just a pet peeve of mine that we still can't select which broadcast to watch. Right. It's pretty clear that they can get, especially Red Bulls, right? There's certain games where the Red Bulls away feed is the one that's shown on ESPN plus. So clearly they can always get that. So if you can get that and you can get San Jose, just give us the option. That's all I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. Give us an option. <clears throat> all right. You, like you, you would think Silicon Valley could uh, put out a good stream. Right. <laughs> of all the places. <laughs> I I mean, that stadium is sort of in the middle of nowhere. So, I mean, it's in Silicon Valley, but there's no, nothing around it, really. No, it's not like it's fucking North Dakota. No, but I mean, for technology purposes, it's roughly stranded. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't have good connections, but clearly whatever connections were there weren't great. Um, all right. Uh, on DSL. <laughs> it's very possible, honestly. It wouldn't surprise me. All right. Uh, on to likes. I kind of started it, so I'll get back to it. The back line for the Red Bulls. It, you know, it was opening game, and San Jose is apparently a dumpster fire, but for all of that, they still played relatively well, and I will take that. That was ultimately the calling card for any success the Red Bulls had last year with the defense. Uh, gave up only, I think it was 33 goals last year. So if we can keep that kind of pace and pick up some games where we get two or three goals, then I think we would actually be in a good position. Not saying we're getting there because I need – more than one game to be that optimistic, but based on one game, at least looks like the defense is still pretty solid. And that's a good thing. Uh, my like is guys, one goal down nine to go for Patrick Lamala. It's cause I wore his Jersey. He knew he had to represent. He had to score a uh, great goal right at the first half. And it was not a penalty kick. So there we go. He's off. To, he's off to the start that we wanted. Uh, red hot. He's got plenty of time now to get nine more goals, right? Plenty of time. He's got, he's got to find nine. He's clearly going to break BWP's record. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. Oh, yeah. In yeah. one season. One season. Yeah. Uh, my leg is going to, you know, I always like when the off-maligned players do something, and uh, I'm going to give it to Tom Barlow for getting us the insurance goal late in the game uh, to put this thing out of reach for San Jose. I definitely think it was nervy there for a little bit after uh, Omir's uh, goal. It didn't necessarily look like the Rebels were going to put it away. But, hey, Arlo got there, got the insurance goal, and uh, we walked away out of uh, out of San Jose with three points. So that's off to you, sir. Hats off to the assist. I think that was Cannon Clark with that great pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was the only good thing the, he did. But, hey, listen, look what happens when you get the forwards the ball. Look what happens. Yeah. Good yeah. things do happen when you get these guys the ball. On their foot service. Rather than that. Yeah. yeah. So, right. It's one game. It's it's the earthquakes. You know, it, it, it's not some big powerhouse team. It's not the revs, but uh, I'll take it. I'll, any fucking three goals in a game. Honestly, guys, I was really getting ready to yet again. I was like, well, I'm going to say the same thing on this week's episode that I said for six weeks last week that we saw the same game. It's this great defense, blah, 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 shut out, one goal. Like I was getting ready to just repeat the same jargon from last season. And maybe we will down the road, but it really was nice to see three goals in one game and not three goals in three games. Yep. And for me not to get three points, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so after thoughts 
first, I think it's kind of funny that our forwards are averaging more goals per game after one game this year than <laughs> all last year. <laughs> yeah, she's right. We're, we're averaging two goals a game by our forwards right now. So, um, the one goal the Red Bulls did give up, though, my, I want your opinions because I don't think you guys really responded to me. Did you think there was a possible passive offsides that was missed on that goal? I don't think so. I, it's kind of yeah. ticky-tack there. I was more annoyed at the foul giving up that led to it, really. That's the well, only thing that's annoying. Yeah, I mean, that is annoying. The only reason I thought it was a passive offsides that could have been called was as much as I don't think he jumped for the ball as we went past him, he was still in the line set or the eyesight of um, Cornell and could have, in theory, distracted him. And we've seen a lot a lot less clear versions of that get called against us. So that was the only reason I was thinking that that should have been offsides. But we won, so ultimately it doesn't really matter. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I guess I'm just to keep on afterthoughts for a sec, I mean, uh, you know, a couple – a, mile, or a few more mild criticisms. I mean, I think this game could have been 6-1. I mean, I think they, they were, at times, wasteful opportunities. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is nitpicking. I'm 100%. I understand that. But uh, I do think there were some moments where they were wasteful uh, in front of the net. I think Kid Clark may be a little over-eager to prove something. Um, maybe, you know, maybe would take the extra touch, try to be a little too cute when he possibly just shoot or, pa- or pass yes. when, yes, he shoot when he should pass. Yes. Um, I think that's something you can work out. He's a young kid still, uh, still a lot of promise, but, um, you know, just little things like that, I think, uh, certainly need to be ironed out. And I think I mentioned this on, I think I talked about this on Twitter, um, is that when the press works with these kids, it looks fantastic and they're still super young and they, they don't seem to ever run out of gas. Um, it, it's great to see when, when it's functioning and they're they're creating turnovers. It looks great, and it seems like wow, this is the strategy that, that can actually work for this team. So we're we're with the press forever. I, it seems forever press. So by the way, I just realized we didn't talk about the tweets. So oh, <clears throat> well, we're still preseason mode. All right, yeah. so. <laughs> Here are the tweets from the uh, San Jose game. First, uh, Richesco, at Richesco on Twitter. Interestingly, Omir Fernandez's initials can be arranged to spell OMFG, which sums up my reaction to Red Bull's third goal. Does this mean we have to lay off Barlow this year? For one game. For one game. I think think they're going to trade into Vancouver. And then Brian White will come back to us somehow. All right. Uh... At Steven Santos at Creepy Taxi. So we won, and it was on the West Coast, too. Surprisingly, a nice win to start the season on the road. Yep. And the last one is Jeremiah at Red Coach J. We need to start a ranking of Tolkien's haircuts because I'm working on a theory <laughs> that the more faux hockey they are, the better the team plays. Discuss. Oh, and good winning stuff. <laughs> oh, man. That was, a, that was a sweet do, I have to say. That was, that was pretty magical. Whatever you want to call that, it, it was it was impressive. It was definitely a haircut. <laughs> yeah. I, I did not expect, <laughs> expect him to come out with a two-tone to start the year. <laughs> His last name is Tolkien. I don't know. Haragon? Huh? 
Uh, I mean, uh, we got to get some Lord of the Ring references for this guy all season, I think. So you told me I need to get some uh, Lord of the Ring and Hobbit audio clips, is what you're, what you're saying. That's right. That's no, right. not so much the Hobbit, just the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I've read The Hobbit. I have not watched it. I guess it's not worth it. Eh, I mean, if you got seven and a half to eight hours to kill, it's it's movies. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else for after thoughts? No. Yeah, super pumped. Very happy. Yeah, okay. Plus so then let's talk prediction standings. Uh, only I got anything. I got one point to start the year. So I am technically in first place, and uh, as is Adam Wrigley. True, but I I can already feel the belt around my waist again. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right, let's uh, talk about the Red Bulls' next match Uh, on Saturday, March fifth, two p.m. Eastern Time. Red Bulls will be traveling to Toronto FC. Uh, The game will be broadcast on MSG and MLS Live on ESPN Plus. Predictions. Uh, before I get to mine, isn't the logic usually that teams on the in the north slash east coast don't get early games because of weather? We play I mean, Champions League games in February, so yeah, yeah, but like we get to start two weeks in on the road. Hmm. Not yeah. necessarily. I don't think it's necessarily possible. Yeah, just a nitpick. Anyway, uh, predictions. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know how TFC did last week. Let's see. 1-1 one, one draw. One, okay. Not sure who they played. doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to say 2-1 win. Good. Why not? Early in the year, I'll take the risks. See what happens. All right. So, Chad, no. what's, your, what's your prediction? Oh. No, I have to go. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Toronto's going to suck this year, um, but I think it's still a tough place to play. Um, uh, God. Jeez. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say a 2-2 draw. I, I'm going to say a 2-2 draw. Um, I, I think this is pl- it's tough playing two on the road. Toronto's tough. It'll be chilly. Um I think I get getting four points out of the first two games on the road. I think that's fan, a fantastic start to a year. Uh, so I looked up uh, the temperature. It's supposed to be 35 degrees and cloudy in Toronto on Saturday. Oh, it's not terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. Um, so I am going to have to say I'm sticking with loss. Uh, you know, again, I, I disagree with Truman. I actually do think uh, Bob Bradley is going to turn Toronto around this year. I'm going to go with a 2-1 loss. Um, I just yeah, I, I think uh, I'm not betting against Bob at home, and um, and and like I said, I despite the moderately impressive victory uh, this past weekend, I'm I'm not sold yet that we have taken the next step. Yeah, I, I've i if they don't win, I'm not gonna be shocked, but yeah, crazier things have happened. Okay, uh, with that, uh, first off, any, any other stuff you guys want to talk about with TFC? No, that's it, I no. think. Okay, with that, it's time for the dumping grounds. I'm the trash man! So, 
roster news, the Red Bulls have brought in Ashley Fletcher in on loan from Watford for six months with a buy option. This is I is this the the last like Kevin Thewell move where he makes sure we don't get a full year out of a player? Because this is a this is a trend I didn't like last year. Well, we have the option to buy, so if he sucks, we can just say peace peace out, buddy. Yeah. That's the best part about the option to buy. It's more the six months part for me. Well, yeah. I mean, if he's good, you buy him. If he's not, I mean, yeah. it, it, the fact that there's a buy option there, I'm I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, if you look, really the six months is probably technically like the end of his contract, right, with Watford, right? I mean, you're looking at going into July or whatever. August starts the new season, so that's I mean, that's technically what it is. Uh, if it was just a six month loan i'd be a little more bummed but that, yeah like the option to buy that's the best part we can just he's playing great boom he's ours and from what i saw of the red bulls announcement he at least looks like he can score i think there's something like 42 goals and 110 appearances or something like that so i mean compared to what our strikers have been last year then that if it continues that's a good uh upgrade i would think yeah, let's hope so. All right. Uh, next bit of news. Kevin Thuel is no longer with the Red Bulls. He uh, officially left, I think it was last week, after, well, like Thursday or Friday after we recorded, and he went to Everton to become the head of football operations there. They're getting relegated. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the Man City game didn't help. But yeah, so uh, people are salty. But you know what? Doesn't everyone take that job? You oh, take that job to go to go be in the EPL. You know, uh, people uh, are getting salty. And like, why? I, I don't blame him for taking a job. Yeah, I'm more salty that he sucked. That's what I was <laughs> gonna say. He wasn't. Uh, I'm definitely on the side of good riddance, buddy. Go go sink Everton even further. He he wasn't great. That's the thing. So. It's whatever losing him is. I mean, we go back to Dennis Hamlet. Like, okay, we suck. He he wasn't that great either. So unless they get somebody better, it's not really a downgrade or an upgrade. My biggest thing is as Everton fans, like, well, fuck. I mean, we're already facing problems here. Don't don't need him making it worse. All right. So uh, the last thing we have, at least for right now, for the ground, and this is more a sporting than political thing uh, to a degree, uh, Russia has officially been suspended, I think is the right way to phrase it, uh, from FIFA and UEFA competitions. So what that means is uh, Russia is out of UEFA qualifying for the World Cup. They are... Their club teams are no longer allowed to play in Champions League or Europa League or Conference League or whatever fourth-tier European tournament there is. Uh, People were calling for it almost immediately, and I think this is a relatively quick decision for an organization like FIFA, especially one that is still holding a World Cup in Qatar. (laughs) 
in December. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a whole. Isn't that a whole nother thing? I mean, good God. <laughs> it good is. God. Uh, so what do you, I guess we'll start with Truman. What do you think about the move by uh, FIFA and UEFA to suspend their membership? Well, I mean, it has to happen. I mean, the IIHL, International, the Hockey Federation, whatever, whatever. IIHF. Yeah, they they took out, you know, they pulled Russia from many international tournaments, the World Juniors. It, it's unfortunate for the citizens of the country who have nothing to do with it and and probably 90% of the 90% of the players, 95% of the, these players and athletes who want nothing to do with this war. Maybe there's a tiny percentage that, that are into it. I don't know. It, it sucks, but this, these are the consequences. These are the unfortunate consequences that takes place. It, it just does. And we can't have money getting poured, like sent to these teams that go right back into Russia's government. Cause that's exactly where all that money is going to go. As we all know, all that money somehow funnels its way back in so i it it really sucks for the players i think and and for fans of these teams but these are the consequences of invading a country the end that's it yeah i mean i i i gotta admit i was not necessarily looking for this uh for many of the reasons what truman just said i mean the the, the russian people are not waging this war it is Vladimir Putin is waging this war. I mean, and I think, you know, I'm a history nerd, but, you know, if you look back at the history of Russian armed forces, they're actually not really a warlike people. Whenever they go on the offensive, they usually fail because their hearts are not into it. And they're being held up very, you know, very much so in Ukraine right now. I mean, that just goes to show you it's when they're attacked is when they get angry. So, I mean, so just that just goes to the point of the Russian people. I'm I'm not really convinced they want this Ukraine war, despite what some polls said. But come on, how have we learned by now? Polls generally are bullshit anyway. Nothing, uh, yeah. Um, so, but when everybody in your respective organizations, whether it be FIFA, UEFA, whoever, is saying we are not under any circumstances, not even on a neutral ground, which is which I would have been okay with if they just moved all their games to neutral ground. Uh, will play Russia. Uh, their hands are tied. They got. They got to do it. I mean, they got. They got to knock them out because you definitely could not have had Poland taking a forfeit, and then Czech Czech Republic and Sweden taking a forfeit, and then Russia just cruises right into the World Cup. You can't have that. Right. So uh, I mean, I I think I definitely did agree that pulling the Champions League final out of St. Petersburg, uh, I, that made sense 100. Um, percent But you know, it, it's. It, well, when the rest of the world refuses to play you, I mean, they, they really have no choice. And and I guess hats off to those organizations. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, it, for me, it's hard. I, I, I can see both sides of the fence. Prob- I probably lean more towards the side of remove them because the political pressure would be what you need to get them to stop acting like dicks in a situation like this. Um it it sucks like all of these sanctions and everything that happens on the political scale like that Russia getting cut off from the swift uh, financial transaction mechanism generally it's going to hurt the working class the poor it's not really going to affect the people with money right and that's and the FIFA decision is really affecting 
those people, right? The players that had nothing to do with the war, the fans that just want to see their team do well, like they had nothing to do with the war. But these sports and political related actions are needed to try to get this to ramp down in a, in a fashion where less blood is shed. So, I mean, if, if doing this kind of stuff saves other countries from sending in uh, troops and causing a bigger war, then you know what, let's do it. Let's do what we have to do to say, to stop this as peacefully as possible. That that's where I'm at with it. It sucks, but just right. where we're at. Yeah, I think it's, it's. I think in many ways it's less about, you know, uh, I mean, yes, the average Russian citizen uh, is suffering now. I mean, I was actually just reading an article about it on the Wall Street Journal before hopping on the show. Uh, I think ultimately what it is is to get those Russian people out to the streets and topple Putin's government. I mean, I think with the action of what actions Putin has taken the last day or two, um, he's He's going to burn down Ukraine if he can, no matter what sanctions are thrown his way. Yeah. So that's really all you can hope for is the, the, a kind of an uprising because of all the, the pressure. All right, let's get back to better yeah. topics. Yeah. All right. So is that it with dumping grams? Are we good? No, of course not. You know, okay. I got stuff to say. Come on. Uh, I don't know if you guys are paying attention. Probably not, um, but I do. I do have to bring up Liverpool bringing, uh, winning the League Cup, the Car- Caribou Cup, the Carabao Cup, whatever you want to call it. Just changes names every single year. The reason I want to bring it up is not just because Liverpool won, which was fantastic, of course. Do you guys? Did you guys see how that game finished? No, I know it was crazy. I didn't watch that, right? So, uh, scoreless draw, right? About to go into penalties. Chelsea brings in, they sub in their other goalie because he's better at penalty kicks, makes a lot of saves on penalty kick shootouts, okay? Both teams scored the first 10 penalties in a row. Damn. Each team went 10 for 10. They then went to the goalies. The Liverpool's backup goalie scores. And then that goalie that Chelsea brought in shot it right over the net, right over the goal. I think it hit one of Roy Miller's uh, free kicks. I think it, like, intercepted it. Um, And he skied it. Like, he skied it. So that was the game decider. Uh, I think it was 11 to 10. Liverpool won on penalty. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen 20 straight shots made. It, it was it was bonkers. A couple were like kind of close to maybe being saved, um, but it, it was a sight to see. So that's again, I do like to brag about Liverpool winning, but it was really more about it was one of the craziest shootouts you will ever see by by far. Oh, and they won the FA Cup today too, guys. By the way, so I'm gonna laugh if Everton win the FA Cup. All right, not the whole thing, but if they win the next round and somehow advances and just keep getting relegated. Because, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, anything else for the big round? Nah. Nope. Okay. That means it's time for Pat's betting corner. Oh, really? 
You Liu, son of a bitch. Fucking embarrassing! As long as that works, who cares? <laughs> That's all we need. Um, I don't have a parlay. I'm just going to go with Sporting Kansas City beating Houston at home. Let's go with that one. Just throw some money on it. That's one thing I've learned about betting. Betting on single games is usually better than betting parlays. <laughs> All right. So that takes us to our last segment. Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. That's terrible. Oh, thank God we got Chuck in there. At least at least he showed up. So, uh, honorary, dimension, honorary mention to NYCFC losing a quotation marks home game to the galaxy in stoppage time. I made a funny joke about that and some people didn't get the joke because they're morons. Um, but I did make a joke that there was a painful home loss for her for the NYCFC. Anyway, that's fun. The, the real terrible team is FC Cincinnati got absolutely fucking annihilated by Austin five, nothing. That is a humiliating loss. I mean, how do you even, what's that flight back home like? That's bad. Second year team who don't have, really don't have their shit together yet, and you got fucking trounced by them. They're, they're early front runners for the uh, wooden spoon. I think they've won it like three years in a row now, I think. Something like that. Yeah, they might become legendary in that status, the way they're playing. Yeah, but like Cincinnati fans were after the Bengals lost. So like, well, at least we have FC Cincinnati season. Then they just immediately started crying. And they're like, oh, wait, don't worry, guys. We have baseball. Oh, uh, oh. postponed. That, that's right. That league is full of owners and players <sighs> who are complete idiots. Yeah. Complete out of touch morons who have no clue about anything. Stay tuned for the baseball rant right after this show. Directly following the Red Bull rant. Baseball rant. So apparently the wooden spoon was not officially awarded in the 2020 season because the ISC board felt it was inappropriate to offer distinction due to the COVID shortening of the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. But since he would have been the effective recipient. Yeah. So at least two in a row, I can't see... Wikipedia is not saying who won it in... 2019, so. Keepers. Go to Gorgeous Stadium, put uh, shit in it. They do have the nice stadium, so at least there is that. So at least least they get the U.S. men's team games. Yep. You know, I think the real, I think the real reason Austin won was because Felipe's on that team now. I think that's why. Is that where he's at now? Felipe, yep. Gonna score some face goals. Yeah, <laughs> and it's his uh, constant agitation of uh, since he players and nerve them. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else before we wrap up for the week? No. I got nothing. Okay, you can visit us at patreon.com slash rant one buck a month. It's all you need for exclusive content such as monthly wrap up, live post game, anything we decide to do. RedBullRant at gmail.com if you want to email us. 973-348-5329 is the phone number. Facebook.com slash RedBullRant on Twitter at RedBullRant for the show. At Dr. Stoops for myself, at The Truman for Truman. 
Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Yes, MLS. It would be really nice if you stopped scheduling these games when I have to work. Right, I mean, right in the heart of the workday. Not at like the end of the workday. No, right in the meaty chunk of the workday. So now I have to avoid social media, as you guys know, impossible. Try to get home. Try to avoid it. Try to get home. Watch the game. Can we can we blame Canada for this one? Since it's at the we absolutely blame Canada. Hundred percent blame Canada. Uh, <laughs> that being said, oh sorry, Pat, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I, I literally thought he was setting up a soundbite. Like he, he just no, like, I he'll have I a wish. Ready. I no, wish that would week. have been the perfect soundbite setup. But next no. week, I'm not your friend, guy. Uh, but that that being said, I guess prove Jay right, I guess, and not <laughs> me. Um, but fuck it, right? Canada stinks. Get out there, win. So yeah, sorry, sorry, real quick, because it, it just reminded me when you mentioned scheduling, the home opener uh, got moved from what was like 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. So they are going to move the game from a time of the day where it's going to be probably more comfortable to closer to freezing. I know it's March is kind of weird and get it either way, but still, I love how that's MLS's idea. Like, oh, we're going to be you know perfectly fine middle of the day, and then all of a sudden, no, we're going to play, put you a night on a yeah. What's up, Truman? St. Patrick's Day parades that day. Oh, that's okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, I'll do it. That's why. Yep. Blame which Ireland. Means, Blame wait, Ireland. Which just means that the Red Bull uh, fans will be. Face. <laughs> I was going to say, it just means the Red Bull fans will be more uh, more hopped up on alcohol before the game than usual. That's right. That's right. We're so bloody drunk. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. So I cut you off. What, what were you going to finish with? Uh, I was just going to say, uh, I gave up alcohol for Lent, so Red Bulls, please don't put an embarrassing performance in this Saturday. All right, so for Pat, Truman, and myself, this has been episode 387 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Lights. This episode of the Red Bull Rant is by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Gwen Rochesco, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, and Maeve Dartinez. Now, on to the show.